Hello, loyal subjects. Welcome back. It's Queen Jenny and Adarsh here, and we are coming to you now in September. And I feel like this podcast is going to be a pretty special one. It's part of like a three-part series that we're going to do. And Adarsh, you want to tell them what the topic is going to be? Yeah, we're going to really dive into the concept of mental health, because as you know, September is Suicide Prevention Month. So it's something that is near and dear to myself and Jenny's hearts. It's something that we don't really get a lot of talking about in the media as well as with our friends. It's something that is sometimes frowned upon. So I'm going to give you a little background on what suicide is and like some of the statistics that you might not know. So suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 34 in the United States currently. 20.6% of U.S. adults experienced mental illness in 2019, which is about 15 million people, which also represents about one in five adults. And over 75% of mental health problems occurred before the age of 25. So we know our, a lot of our audience base is about under the age of 25 or around there. So this really talks to all of you, basically, that mental health is not something we frown upon, something that we like to talk about. We should be open to it in the cultural setting we are, but sometimes it's something that we don't like to talk about or we kind of just push off because we're scared to address it because we don't know what it is sometimes. So we're going to kind of delve into it, talk about like how to identify it with yourself, your friends, how to approach it day to day, month to month, year to year. Like it's not something that's easy. We know this is a little harder topic to talk about, but we will do our best. We have some great topics to talk about and some areas to kind of address. And hopefully this series gets you guys going and talking more with your friends about mental illness and how important it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, and before we start, um, we just want to put this out there that if you or someone you know definitely needs help, you should call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, it's 1-800-273-8255. Um, if you need immediate help, please call 911. You know, it's it's important to definitely reach out if if you're struggling. So call that. If you're not comfortable with calling those lines, you can reach out to NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Health or Mental Illness, excuse me. Um, they are you can call them. They have a helpline. It's 800-950-NAMI, N-A-M-I. Um, so there's definitely ways people that you can reach out to if, if no one's available, but we just want you to know that if you do need help, get help, you know, that's important. So we wanted to throw those numbers out there just to, to give you that, um, that opportunity or that connection if you need it. Um, so disclaimer over, (laughs) let's, let's jump in to to mental health, honestly. And and Adarshi, you want to start us off? Yeah, so I think we're going to talk about some of the signs you can see in yourself and your friends. So I think for like on a high level, just kind of the difference between mental health and physical, there's a big difference. Like you can physically strain yourself after going to the gym every day. But if you constantly just feel emotionally stressed and just emotionally can't feel like you want to get out of bed, that's your mental health. That's something that we don't we sometimes can't differentiate because it's hard to understand the difference. We're just like, oh, it's because I kind of went harder at the gym today. That's kind of that's why I just don't want to get out of bed. No, that's your mental health. Like, those are things that we kind of just take for granted, and we're just like, oh, it's fine. Like, it'll be, we'll be fine tomorrow. Like, we'll figure it out this week. It's just one of those weeks. But 
that's just you not figuring out that's your mental health that you're struggling with. So like those are like that's like a big level sign, just high level, like understanding the difference between mental health and physical health, because both are important, but physical health is only 50%, mental health is the other 50%. You gotta take care of your mind too, because that's really what functions your entire body at the end of the day. It's not your physical body that runs your mind. So I think that's like a high level. I know Jenny, you have some more signs specifically to look for, but those are like the ones I would say, just to kind of start the topic to say the least. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And just one note I want to add to that, you know, there is a difference, but if you do experience, you know, um, physical like ailments with no cause, like if you just start to get headaches, you know, that you're constantly in pain in your stomach or, you know, you have these just like vague aches and pains for no reason. Like we all know bodies get weird. Like I just get weird pains in like my arms or, you know, my knee starts to hurt randomly, but like I know it's just because I'm an old lady from like years of sports. Um, but if it's con- like continuous and it's starting to get something, you know, that might be a sign. It's It doesn't have anything to do with like your physical body health. It's like my mental health is triggering something that's like not okay. So there is things that can happen physically, but it's not like part of your physical body. Um, so now to move away from that, um, I think it's just important to be able to know what some of the common symptoms are of mental illness. Now, this is not going to, by sharing these with you, it doesn't mean that everybody's going to fall under one of these categories or or be feeling something like this, or it's going to be easy for you to identify. You know, it's, if you're going through it yourself and you're like, oh, I, I am feeling that, or, you know, I am going through that but you're talking it up to like a big change in your life. Like you're moving away for college. You know, it's, it's, it's identifying what is really going on. So trying to tell the difference between like expected behavior and then like what actually is, is going on with like mental health and mental illness signs. It's, it's not always that easy, but I do want to share these um, symptoms or signs that someone you know or you yourself could be going through um, a mental health problem. So excessive worrying or fear, feeling very sad or just very low um, at most, if not all times. Um, You can't concentrate on really anything you do or for a long period of time. And, and that even relates to being able to sit still or being able to sit like, and just focus because I mean, for myself, I deal with anxiety or I'm constantly moving. Um, and if I'm sitting down, I have to be doing something like you'll catch me playing with my hair tie, or you'll catch me like with my foot bouncing. And I know it bothers people, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's just knowing that, Oh, I'm dealing with this as well. Um, or I'm, I'm like, concentrating but I'm have to, I'm having to do something else um or I'm literally just sitting there focusing on me playing with my hair dye not listening to people talk um so then I guess another one would be really having strong feelings of anger or irritability going along with extreme mood changes like you could be super happy one minute and then all of a sudden you're angry and it's like but why what happened um and there's not always a reason for it or like 
uh, know why you, you know, that flip was switched. Um, you have difficulty um, sleeping, um, eating, whether you eat a lot, I guess it would just be a change in sleep or eating them. You know, if you are sleeping in more or your body will not shut down um, to let you sleep um, or you're overeating or you're not eating, you know, these, these changes, no one else may notice for a long time because it's just yourself that's going through it. And you may not recognize you're just like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm, my brain won't go to bed because I have this huge project coming up. You know, it's these events that you may link it to can also trigger mental health. So don't just, you know, take these signs as, oh, I'm putting it to like a specific thing happening in life because it may not be that. Um, also, I think a big one would be um, if you notice an overuse of substances. So anybody that uses a lot of alcohol or drugs more so than normal. I know a lot of our listeners are 21 or getting to be 21. So if you start to notice um, that they're drinking more and it's becoming a problem and it um, really inhibits their ability to live life, you know, that, that definitely is something that you should pay attention to. I think also, given that we are in Suicide Prevention Month, if you think about suicide, that is a huge one. And and I think it's people just are like, don't want to talk about that, but I think it's definitely important that we do. Um, and then just the inability to carry out your daily activities, which kind of sometimes can lead into the thinking about suicide because you're failing and, and, and all that. So I think that those are some really important signs that you need to be aware of, whether you see yourself going through them or you see others going through them. Um, so again, now these may not mean that you actually have a mental health problem, but they also don't mean that it's, um, it's just one event that's happening, like a school project or a change in your life. Like it definitely could be that something is going on with your mental health. And you really need to evaluate it. You know, don't just breeze over it thinking that it's okay. So, yeah, just pay attention to these signs, basically. No, all of them are warranted. There's more, like, you, there's some that you might not see. Like, there's some things that we didn't talk about. But there's some that underlying, you can tell the difference between someone that's kind of just flying by and someone that's, like, mentally struggling. Because there's a difference. Like, and sometimes flying by, they could be mentally struggling and no one's realizing it. Because I think, at least for a lot of guys I've seen, and even girls, I've seen some of my friends, they put this, like, mask. They kind of just mask their emotions and they put up a wall that they don't want you to see the other side. Because it's not a, I don't say it's a great side to see. Because, like, I think me and Jenny can say we both have had our own personal, like, level of, like, I don't like to see that side of me. Like, it's not a great side to, like, kind of look in the mirror and say, like, I don't want to see this ever again. But it's what you're going through. So you don't want to show that with everyone. And that's harder to sometimes see. Like, you can't see that in your friends or yourself sometimes. You're just kind of like, eh, like, we'll move on. Like, it's okay. Like, we'll kind of just not tell anybody and just hopefully figure it out ourselves. But I'd say that's, like, a really bad thing to do and not open up like I know it's hard to open up about these things and to the right people it took me a while personally 
to start opening up to people because we always say the same concept like we're tough we'll figure it out like that's just not true like you have everyone's got emotions everyone's got things they think about subconsciously but when you start talking out with people around you it makes it a lot easier to develop your mental health to be better and i think that kind of transitions into like what are like some of the little things you can do each day to build your mental health and like i think there's so many that you can do i always say like like habits, like building a habit, like our routine every day to like do every morning, just kind of get yourself into it. It just helps. It helps with things like this. It kind of makes you look forward to certain things. Be like, I'm doing this every week or I'm doing this three times a week on these days or every morning I like to get up, uh, check my email for work and just kind of absorb everything. That's a habit. So it kind of gets you into a routine of like, how do I develop myself to be better? And being building habits makes everything easier and just like having a step-by-step process to your day like yeah you're gonna have curveballs thrown in life like I can't say you're not going to it's just that's life unfortunately and that's gonna hurt your mental health sometimes more than you think so you have to look for those little things you can build on a day-to-day basis like is it reading is it I don't know, spending time with your family or calling your best friend every day or texting, Snapchatting certain people over others because it just helps you like stay positive throughout your week. There's things like that that help. So you have to find what makes you happy. And sometimes that's hard. Like I know there's people that can't find what makes them happy. Like, and yeah, that's hard. But like as you slowly try to figure out what do you enjoy doing. And sometimes it's hard to figure that out. No one's telling you you should figure that out now if you're going through it. So take your time, always take a deep breath, especially when you're struggling because things are only meant to get better if you're feeling you're at your lowest. That's how you should be looking at life. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important. Um, Routines can definitely, definitely help you out a lot. I would say in terms of like building your mental health or building that resiliency to come back and fight um, is it depends on what type of mental illness you're struggling with or mental health problem you're struggling with, mental health concern. Um, You know, I dealt a lot with self-confidence and like hating how I looked honestly I still do um but it's a matter of waking up every morning and and actually looking in the mirror and being like no you're worth something you're you're not ugly (laughs) you know it's and it's building up to being like oh you're beautiful it's it's hard it's a process um so I think that's just one example of like something you can do now again that's not always going to work for like some other situations but you know if you are struggling I think it's important to tell yourself that you're worth you're worth something and you may not you know I didn't have a lot of friends in high school and so I struggled a lot with mental health with feeling worthless to people and I think that's why I wanted validation from others so bad um because I wanted, I wanted to feel worth something to somebody and looking in the mirror and saying you're worth something and telling yourself that 
is so much more validating than anyone else telling it to you. Like, know who you are and know that you are worth something to yourself and people will start to notice how amazing you are. And they're going to want you in their life. And you're going to be able to make the decision of like, is that person worth something to me now that I'm worth something to me? Um, so I feel like that definitely is, is pretty important. And, and building your confidence up and not beating yourself down mentally. And I, I feel like maybe it could relate to a lot of stuff, but just looking in the mirror and telling yourself you're worth something like I can't stress that enough I feel like that's been been pretty pretty important to me I started waking up in the morning and I would go to the bathroom and as I'm washing my hands I'd look up and I would just be like okay new day one what are we gonna do today to make someone else's day better I challenge myself to do a good deed every day because it makes me feel good that and that helps me grow and not feel so just negative. Um, and then I say, okay, you're not ugly. You're not fat. And you're worth something. And I think it's helped me, helped bring me out of a lot of like dark spots. So yeah, that was my little story. <laughs> my little, my little add into this but um yeah I think I think that's one thing to do but there's there's so many things that you can do and I think it's important that you find that little niche that makes you happy that little activity whether it be not going on your phone in the morning you know pick up like a, a crossword or pick up a, we don't have a newspaper anymore most <laughs> people don't have a newspaper but you know do something not on your phone right away like instead of waking up and grabbing your phone wake up and like go make yourself breakfast or wake up and hug your animal, hug your dog, hug your cat, hug whatever. If you don't have a pet, find that little thing that like just makes you happy. Go for a five minute walk in the morning, get a breath of fresh air, you know, like just do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better. And I think starting off the day right definitely helps because if I mean, for me, if I start off a day like super great, I'm super positive. I'm like, let's take on this day. Not much can like really bring me down unless someone's like being a really big like dick face or an asshole to me. Like it's it's definitely it's definitely hard if you start the day off right. And I think while finding your thing is important, I also want to add, make sure you don't get consumed by this thing, though. Like, if playing video games is good for your mental health, just don't go playing on, playing it for, like, hours and hours on end because that can actually do the reverse for you and lead to even more problems. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I speak – I talk way too much. I talk <laughs> well, way too I, much. I think it perfectly transitions to, like, how do you build a mental tolerance for when being overwhelmed? I think – Oh, I will answer this because I am doing going through this right now myself. So this is easy to answer for me right now because I think the past few weeks for me personally, I've been, I think I've been kind of taken at work where 
the end of our fiscal year. So it's busy, like busy season for a retail business does not help. And this is when grills get sold because it's the summer. Who's going to grill in the winter? Absolutely nobody, unless you're like one of those grilling fanatics or you live in the South where it's warm all year. So um, I'd say feeling overwhelmed is super tough. Like I've, the past few weeks have been rougher for myself personally. I, I come home and I'm still working till 8, 9 p.m. And then I got school. I'm studying. I'm also working on certification prep. I'm volunteering. So there's a lot on my plate. I also, uh, I'll talk about it later about like things I use for stressful like releases because I do Taekwondo. That's my stressful release. That's where I get, I throw all my anger and emotion I need to get out. That's where I take it out there. So I can kind of come home and just kind of sit back. So I'd say building a mental tolerance, it's not something you do overnight. It's not something you do over a week. It's something you do, you constantly get better over in life. And I personally have looked at building mental tolerance as something that you have to have some kind of strong support-based system. So I think we talked about it in podcasts before and came up like building a core group of friends, family that you can always rely on. That's how you build your mental tolerance. It's somewhere where you can feel safe. I think me and Jenny have talked about like safe, like a safe zone for yourself. Like personally, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Just having a place where you can go or to people you know that you can say anything you want and you just need to like vent or say something and just like tell how you're feeling and they're okay to listen. They're not going to say anything. They're not going to judge you. They're just going to be like, hey, I'm here. I'm listening. Like anything you need, I'm here. Like, and that's what it took. Like I messaged Jenny last night or yesterday morning, like I think six in the morning. And I was like, hey, I'm having one of those weeks where it's just a lot. But there's things that I used to not do that. I'll be honest. Like when I came out, came into college, I would just be like, screw that. I don't care about anybody. Why should I talk about my feelings? Like I think Jenny talked about feeling worthless. I didn't have that many friends either in high school. Like I had a few and a few of them listened to this podcast. So it's kind of funny. But uh, you don't really have, like, someone that you can feel confident about in yourself. And, like, it took me going to college, meeting a lot of people, kind of identifying, like, the people that I knew that are always going to be there for me, regardless of what I'm going through. And sometimes, like, we're all assholes. Like, we've had, I've had moments where I've said things where I, like, absolutely regretted after sending it. But, like, it felt good in the moment. So, like, it's going to take time to build that mental tolerance, and no one's going to be 100%. But if you take the right steps and have the – a good group around you that supports you, it's going to help you grow as a person and build that tolerance to like anything you face in life. You'll always know that you're not in it alone. That's like a really big common theme about suicide prevention and mental health. You're never in anything alone more than you know it. Like you might feel that way, but there's always someone somewhere that's always going to support you, even if you don't know it yet. Cause it's just a moment of time. Like and you shouldn't just hold back. I always say that don't hold back with your mental health. Be honest with yourself and people around you because if they're not willing to listen to you, then they're not your friend. <laughs> we, we talk about it. If they're not going to be there to support you when it's positive, if it's negative, it's the greatest moment in your life or it's the darkest. If they're not there for you, that's not someone you put in that circle because that circle is very, it's very like lock and key, like safe oriented. Like you're not going to let anyone in. Like, I think I have two or three people I'd keep in that safe outside of my family. And it's very hard to do that and identify that right off the bat. But if you take the right steps, I guarantee you'll find the people that you know to put in that circle and to help build you up as a person, not put you down. Damn, I rambled now too. So there's a 
four minute ramble speech by me. I support, we love the rambles just because I ramble way too much. <laughs> um, and I wanna add something to what you said. Just know that once you find your people, you will never, ever, ever feel like a burden to those people. Because I know how easy it is to be like, I don't want to tell anybody anything because I feel like a burden. It's like, you need, no, that is not okay thinking. And if that's honestly what you feel, or maybe the vibes you're getting from your, your people, then it's time to find new people. One, two, reach out to your family. If you don't have family, I like our message is always open. You know, if you're going through something, send Adarsh and I a message and we are happy to help you. You know, it's it's important to to have those people that you can talk to, like Adarsh said, and it's you'll never feel like a burden when it's the right people. And I remember forcing Adarsh to talk to me about shit. Like I literally was not gonna take no for an answer. I was not gonna take being quiet for an answer. I was like, what is going on? You're being weird, knock it off. I was like, not not having it. So, I mean, it might not have been the best approach, but I think it worked because now he talks to me. <laughs> now he doesn't just like shut down and I understand what's going on. And I think as a best friend, it's my duty to be like, what is going on? Don't just shut down. So, yeah, that's my little tidbit on the end there. <laughs> yeah, I, I love shutting down. I am joking. Please take that as a joke. I'm not saying you should. Uh -huh. I love shutting down. No, you know. Don't was, listen to it. Do not I'm shut joking. down. Do not shut yeah. down. Be open. It better be a joke. I swear, if you were like, let's shut down, I was like, that would you be taking us like six steps backwards? And <laughs> I'd, I'd get on a plane, fly home, and just beat the shit out of No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you'd probably kick my ass because you're in Taekwondo, but like, I'll be like on a stealth mission <laughs> and I would like handcuff you and be like, okay, Adarsh, what's going on? Well, it would be like I think, an irrigation. I think it's a stigma. Like, I think, like, I, I think we've talked about my fraternity background. We, we support, my chapter supports the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So this is near and dear to my heart. It's something that I think last year we raised almost $2,000 for our philanthropy. So it's something that I always praise the guys for, because it's something that we all abide by. It's, not, it's something that brings us together, even if we're not the closest of people, like to each other, sometimes like you become friends with some people and you're just not as close with others. Like that's just how like fraternities and any group organizations work. You're going to get closer to just like a smaller group of people within a bigger organization. So it's something that you, as like, as anybody, regardless of like where you're from, who you are, you got to be like, you should know. Like I, it's like, sometimes it's like the common sense saying like, Hey, talk about your feelings. We say like, Oh, how are you doing? That is literally the best question you can ask anybody. If you just send them a text and say, how are you doing? Like someone texted me that the other day and it literally made my day because I was having one of the roughest days of my week. And they just said, how are you doing in the middle of the week? And I was like, and I sent them a blatant monster paragraph of how my day was going because it just made me feel like, hey, I feel like I can talk to someone. Someone's there for me. Like they're checking in on me. Like it just kind of depends on the situation. But I think it also depends on who you are as a person. That's a lot. There's a lot to go on there. I think we can kind of lighten the load a little bit, but it's, it's still there's a lot of mental health that we'll talk about over the next few weeks. But this is this is the first step out of 
three, hopefully, that we kind of delve into it more. Yeah, definitely. It's important to identify when you need help. It's important to identify. Uh, it's the first step is honestly identifying that you have a that you have a concern. Something isn't right with your mental health, and it's important that you don't deny it. Like, and I think we're definitely going to get into this more. This is plans for a future podcast. It has to do with like um, normalizing mental health and denying it at first definitely doesn't help. And I don't want to get too much into it because that's going to ruin the next one of the next podcasts for us. But um, admitting that you have that doesn't make you weak. And I think that's really important to know. Like, just remember that admitting you need help or admitting you have a problem doesn't make you weak. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to give away too much of like the yeah, coming week, uh, coming episode. I so. think we we can give like I can give an anecdote because this was like kind of cool because we're talking about mental health and suicide prevention. I got a phone call from someone on Thursday, just after or Wednesday when I came out of Taekwondo. I saw it, it was a missed call. Called him back. I really didn't talk to this kid too much during college, but like we could call ourselves like friends of sorts, right? We still like message, support each other and what we do. And he was just telling me, he was like, the first thing he told me was like, Hey man, like you're successful and like what you do. And like, you have such a good circle of friends. Like you really know what you're doing and you kind of know what you're going for. And I was like, first off, dude, I'll be honest with you. None of that existed two years ago. I was just a kid in college, probably going to drop out wasn't doing super successful. Like I can be honest, I literally had a 2.4 GPA midway through my sophomore year in college. That literally is the equivalent of being on academic probation. Like I didn't have any of that. And it took, I don't even know how many people to get me out of there. It was just, I was in a bad headspace. Like I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I was kind of just like all over the place. It took friends, it took family. It took a wake up call from my own mother. Uh, I will infamously say that even in high school, she said that I wouldn't go to college and I will call her out on this. She literally told me a line my senior year, second semester. She's like, I don't think you're going to college. That was the first line to start my semester I heard from my mom. And the same line came in college. She's like, I don't think you're going to graduate college. Look where we are today. We both have full-time jobs. So we're not going to. I'll say sometimes your family says the right things, even if it might come off the wrong way. But to go back to the anecdote, he told me he couldn't find, he had a bad circle of friends around him. He couldn't find a group that would support him and be super successful and try to drive him to be a better person. He was in the industry he wanted to be in. He just didn't know how to take that step forward and become a better person because he found himself like in a rotating headspace. But his mental health was deteriorating. I could tell. Like he was having a tough time. And I, the only thing I told him was like, if you need someone at any point, 24 by seven, if you message me, I will respond. And I think that made his month. He literally told me, he's like, I've never had someone say that to me in my life. I was like, it's because someone offered that to me my sophomore year in college. If you need anything, I'm always here regardless of time. I had that same thing from Jenny. She pushed me. See, someone that said that and then pushed me to do better. It was a difference. So I check in with him now once a week because I know people, I was in his situation. Like, it's hard. Like, it's Sometimes I know for a lot of guys, we all think of this macho exterior, like you are literally a soft like egg in the middle. You are not a super strong, like hard boiled egg that doesn't break. Like It's just not who you are. Like you have emotions. It's okay to be emotional. Like, I think that's kind of like one of the identifying symptoms. Like 
crying in the shower is a guy is okay. Like let's norm. We'll talk about that when we're normalizing things in our next episode. Like these are normal things. Like just be open to it. Like talk about it. Like that's what we want and know it too. Like own it and know it because I have seen so many friends go through like mental health. I think Jenny can talk about it. Like they're struggling and like I can tell. And sometimes you feel helpless. Like you're like. I want to talk to them, but I don't know how. And I think we'll dive into that, into the normalizing, like how to reach out, how to really talk to people and like how to approach it. Cause that's super hard. Like you're not a therapist. We are not skilled psychological professionals in any sorts, but there's ways to do it and not to too burden people too and push them over their limits. Cause then they're going to close you off. And sometimes you might lose a friend out of that. That was a four-minute ramble, but I think it gave a good anecdote of the importance of mental health and just approaching everything. Yeah, that was well said. <laughs> Very well said. I think that's that's really important for people to hear um, with mental health. So I appreciated the rant. <laughs> <laughs> I think you want to. We want to close out. I think this is a good time to close out. We're at that point. <clears throat> I think closing out. So I know Jenny will, I think you want to re-say re those numbers because I think those are important to have on your phone at any point. Yes, yes, of course. That's exactly what I was going to do. You read my mind. Look at that. Okay, so like I said, if you or anyone that you know needs help, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at everybody get a pen or write it in your phone. I don't care. Do something here. one 800 273-8255. If it's an emergency, please call 911. Like don't don't call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline if it's like an immediate emergency. Call 911, you know. Um you can also again like I said reach out to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. You can call them at 800-950-NAMI, N A M I. Um, that's their helpline that they will, will help you if, if you need it. So yeah, save those numbers, please. If you really, if you really need them, it's important. Um, if you can't, if you can't look them up real quick, because honestly, no one's gonna, no one's gonna be like, huh, I'm dealing with mental health. Let me look up the numbers here real quick. Yeah, it's it's like, no, it's an instant, like, no, I'm going to call because that's what I do. I go, I'm going to call like my mom, or I'm going to call my sister, or I'm going to call it Arsh, or I'm going to be like, it's not like a, let me take my time to search this up. It's yeah. an immediate, like, I'm going to call. So, I think we'd be steadfast, because I was told that Jenny did not give her Tennessee Place of the Week, and I almost forgot this episode, so I'm going to force it out of her, that she has to come <laughs> up with a Tennessee Place before I get another message saying we didn't give it on our last podcast. Okay, okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That we didn't give down the last one. I thought we did. I, was it I the one before? I think it was the third one before I came down there. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, see. Y'all got to keep us on <laughs> keep us on track here. Okay. So I'm pretty sure I've talked about like the Pinewood Social. I think that was the one I mentioned. And then also, I really should write these down. It was yeah. that. Okay, so I think I talked about the Pinewood Social and North Italia. So I think today I'm going to talk about, um, oh my gosh, what was the name of it? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, Tin Roof. Now, 
Ten Roof is a little bar um, on Demonbrian, a little outside of like Broadway area. Um, does not have the prettiest past. Apparently, like there's been some problems in the past. I don't know exactly if it's true or not. I didn't feel free to research it, but I have to say, like some of the drinks they make are super good. I had the Tin Roof Tea, and I'm not gonna tell you what was in it because I feel like you should just go try it if you ever come to Nashville. Um, it's like one of their favorites. It's one of their like best selling ones. Um, it was actually pretty good. A little okay. I'll give you. I'll tell you. I had peach schnapps, and the first one I had was a little heavy handed on the peach schnapps. So I didn't taste any alcohol. I was kind of mad about it. I was like, my friend that was with me was like, "Well, why don't you just go ask for more like lemonade?" And I was like, "I don't want more lemonade. I want more vodka. What the heck?" Oh, I guess I just told you what was in it. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. Never mind. So uh, I really liked it. They have live music there. We actually know the the duo that um, performs Fridays from five to eight. So that's actually, we went at like seven-ish um, just so we could see the tail end of their performance. Um, so it's a, it's a cute little place. It's got, it's actually connected to um, the one next door. It, it There's like one solid brick wall in the middle, but you can like walk around on both sides. The door's open. There's like, you're seating outside and you can still hear the, the music. And it just was like a really cool, chill vibe in there. And then it got a little crazy. And then we also got our other friend drunk, so we had to take her home. But um, I don't know. It just was, it was fun. I liked the live music. Um, I love country music. So anywhere you go that plays live country music is where I'm at. You know, I'll be there. But given this place, I would probably give it be like a six and a half out of 10. Because, well, the negatives was that the the speakers got louder with like these rap music they put on in between the performers. And I was, I swear I was going deaf. I was like screaming across the table to my friends. And then um, there wound up being like an issue with like a gift card that we got. So that was really frustrating. Um, and then the tables, I kept like catching my sweater on the table and it was like almost going to rip. I was very mad about that. So, I mean, fix your table because obviously there's a problem with it. And then don't get me wrong. I like my shots. Okay. I wound up having a shot, but they literally poured a shot in a Dixie cup, like a freaking Dixie cup was what they put their shot in. And I understand COVID, like that's what you're doing. You're you're putting everything in, in like plastic cups, but a shot in a Dixie cup, like what? And then they over pour too. So your shot becomes basically just like a two sip drink. And I'm like, I, I can't, like, that's not a shot. Like, come on. So yeah, there was, there were some things where I was like, mm, yeah, no. And then, oh my God, I'm sorry. If you take a tequila shot, you need your salt. You need salt in the, your lime. They didn't give us the salt. They gave us the lime, okay? So not a good place, <sighs> yeah. what you're telling me. Not the greatest, not the greatest. Not, not the greatest, not the greatest, but that's okay. We'll just... You gotta keep experiencing. We'll try again. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, I liked the live music and the drink was good, but there just was a lot of stuff where I was like, mm, this could be better. And the bartender was kind of the one guy was kind of a douchebag. So honestly, I think I would rate it probably like a five, five and a half, maybe a five. Yeah, not a six and a half. No, definitely a five. Just because it was like, yeah. I think I think honestly, four points of that is the music, just because I like the live music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but. Yeah, so that's that's my review, my Nashville review for this podcast. I promise I will have another one next time so we don't get yelled at. Hey, it happened. <laughs> I, I was just told, so I'm just the messenger. So I'm just making sure we did talk about it. I did visit. It was beautiful. City's amazing. It was, I, except the traffic. Like, that's the worst part of being in the city. It's just the traffic. Everything else is oh, amazing. Yeah. I really like Nashville. I was, I was just gonna say Nashville has like the ring around highway around the city and it just is like completely packed during like work like after work hours from like one thir- one thirty two o'clock to like 7 no, 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 10 p.m <laughs> I swear when I would drive no. back to my hotel room it was still packed and I was like how is this possible like this is not even that bad in Chicago how is it this bad and it's just busy because it's just the loop-de-loop as I call it well, it was also the weekend, and the weekends are more busy just because you have all the visitors coming for the bachelor and bachelorette parties, and then everybody's, like, Ubering, so it's just, yeah. So I'm, per- I'm pretty sure that's probably why it was so bad for you so late, because you were on the weekend. Yeah, but it's fine. And it's, like, Wednesday through Sunday here is, like, party time. Okay, it's not even just like Friday, Saturday, it's like Wednesday through Sunday. And I think, honestly, Monday, Tuesday, too, but not as bad. But it's not frowned upon to go out drinking every night here. So that's I don't do that, though, I promise. (laughs) Well, I think I think we'll wrap up. I think we're yeah. at the point where we should wrap up. We're at that end. Sorry, I, I, should, I think I, I have a few do shout outs because they some some of my friends have been great people and have given us some nice logos. So shout out to Nate. He got our Instagram logo going. So he one of my fraternity brothers just joined the chapter up in Marquette. So shout out to him. He designed our Instagram logo. And then shout out to Krista. One of our one of my friends' friends, she designed her Spotify logo a lot more personalized. It seems more I call it very like in tune with us as people, like just how close we are as friends. So a little different on the logo. So and that leads me to our last point. Follow us on Instagram at THFMP on Instagram. Give us a follow. Send us your questions. It will always help. We always appreciate the support. We always post when we're when Spotify is live with our podcasts. So it's a great way to keep in touch and keep up to date with how our podcast is going. So with that, we appreciate appreciate you guys listening. Jesus, I can't speak, but we're going to keep going. Have a good week. Uh, it's Suicide Prevention Month, so stay positive. Keep your mental health in check. Be open with your friends. I think that theme will continue in our future podcast. Check in with your friends. Check in with your friends, too. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening again to our constant rants and just blah, 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 you know, honestly, because half the time I just don't even know where I'm taking a sentence and we just get there. So 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much, Darsh. Yeah. Anything else? No. Have a good day. Good night, wherever you're at in the world. Peace out.